Hello and welcome along to the Family and Friends podcast. My name is Maxi. I'm one of the producers here at Family Creative and this is our new weekly podcast. Each week we plan to introduce you to some of the guys that we work with quite regularly and some people that we haven't even worked with at all yet. Our guest this week is art department extraordinaire Katiana Becker. Katiana's been working on a multitude of short films recently, standby props and art direction. We first met Kat on a music video shoot uh, quite a few years ago now, one of the first ever that I actually AD'd. We talk about first jobs, some recent jobs, the difference that you know a familiar crew can make to uh, your sort of enjoyment of a project on set. And as always, we end with any advice for people who may be looking to make a start in, in her field of creativity. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Family and Friends with art director and standby props specialist, Katiana Becker. Kat Becker, thank you so much for joining us on uh, the Family and Friends podcast. Your first time on the show, hopefully not the last time. Um, what's, what's been going on? How are you? Hi, nice to see you. It's been a while. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been going on. Life is busy, as you, for some people, can't imagine in lockdown. Yeah. Uh, the film industry is buzzing. I've been trying to sort of nail you down for this for, I don't know, like three, four, five months. And every time I, you're like, yeah, it's just next Friday. And then I finish the job. And then I text you like the Monday after that Friday. And you're like, I'm on a new job. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to see me again for, for six weeks. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's been a bit like that. Um, yeah, kind of with the film industry, it's quite it's quite intense. It's it's long days. It does swallow you up a little bit, unfortunately. Um, kind of tend to say goodbye to to social life and everything else around. Um, yeah, which is it's good. I mean, it's good to be busy. It's good to to just do what you love. But at the same time, sometimes you're like, um, when can I actually have a break? <laughs> What have you been working on recently? What's what's been what's been happening? I just finished a feature film, um, my first rom com <laughs> that I worked yeah. on. It's been a lot of horror films before that, so it was nice. It's nice for a change. Don't know if that's quite my genre, but um, yeah, it's been good. It's been a really really good crew, so that kind of makes a big difference sometimes. Have you been working with like the the same kind of core people a lot is it like the same directors or the same producers or is or is it quite a high turnover in, in the people you work with it's mainly the designers or art directors I work for they get me on board and um, luckily yeah I do have a designer at work a lot for and she's great and she's sort of slowly establishing her team so it's like Going working for her, I know I know at least like two three people in the team that I've worked with already, and that makes a big difference. Just knowing the people you work with, nice, um, a bit better. And yeah, and then there's some producers like she works for certain producers that would get her in. So yeah, it does. It does in the in like a sort of budget range of two to three to five mil that I am at the moment film wise uh, you do tend to meet the same kind of people and producers like to hire the same HODs and then they kind of hire their teams 
So it's nice, you, you walk on set and you kind of can be sure to know at least a handful of people already. That's nice. Yeah, it's good. When you're freelance and do jump from job to job, it's nice to see friendly faces. Sure. Um, in terms of, so just for people uh, sort of listening and, and uh, aren't familiar with, with sort of your work or what you do, can you just explain um, sort of what what you're like what you do most of the time at the moment um it's like uh, standby props and stuff isn't it yeah exactly okay. so just to kind of explain what that is and and what you would do on a film location so standby is basically a team that comes in after the art department has dressed and gotten all the sets ready then we come in with a camera team and the, the rest of the crew and basically work um, for the art department when they go off do the next set and prepare then we stay with the crew to make sure that everything looks good um, the standby art director is basically the so the eyes and the voice of the designer on set making sure we represent what he or she um, has in mind and then work closely with the DOP and the director to just yeah make sure it all looks as good as it can. Nice one. And someone, um, yeah. Is someone juggling mugs behind you? No. There's <laughs> my cat behind me. <laughs> What's that noise? Oh no, it's, it's yeah, the kettle. Okay. Also cool. the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> no, no worries. Okay, so on family and friends, we we spin it all the way back and we kind of talk about your beginnings um, in in the industry and what led up to you maybe uh, you know making your making your start in your career and all this kind of stuff. So let, let's uh, let's spin it back and you know where where are you from? Where did you grow up? Um, what were you like growing up? Like were, were you always quite artistic? Do you have an artistic background? Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I think. I probably had a quite artistic background. Um, not so much from my parents. Parents are kind of just, just generally normal German standard upbringing. Um, but I, um, I started to take um, pictures very early on. Um, nicked my dad's camera and just went out, took photographs and did that quite a lot. And then at high school in Germany is all a bit different. Like we, we can't really choose um, sort of specialties. We kind of just do all courses till the end um, of A-levels, but we can focus a little bit. And as much as I could, I did focus on art and sports at that time. Okay, what but, kind of sports? Um, <laughs> hockey and tennis. Okay, nice. <laughs> That was my thing. Um, yeah, no, and then I guess, I don't know when I decided I wanted to go into creatives. Um, it kind of just just happened. I always loved it. I love taking photos and um, when traveling and yeah, afterwards I decided I want to do foundation course and yeah, ended up in England, <laughs> surprisingly. <laughs> don't know how that happened. <laughs> um that was all um yeah actually quite random i just i wanted to go to paris and then <laughs> how did you end up in london <laughs> you got the wrong time. i actually i actually ended up in birmingham <laughs> first oh no from from all the places no, no one told me that birmingham <laughs> is not 
really a place to be in England. I thought it was the second biggest city. I was quite late at applying for foundation courses. And I mean, I'm not surprised anymore why they had spaces free. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I ended up there for a year, which actually was really, really good fun. I had a good time, lots of students there, um, met lots of Erasmus students that kind of just wanted to go out and, and have fun. And that's all I wanted to do. I wanted to do my course and just hang out. Um, yeah, it was, it was nice. <laughs> it was a good time, but yeah, it was enough. What were you, what were you studying then? It was a foundation? Yeah. Exactly. So okay. Graphic what, what design, did, yeah. um, visual communications, I think. Okay, cool. And what did you do after that? After that, I went to uni in London, University of East London. So you managed to find um, London eventually. I did. I found my way. <laughs> um, yeah, also quite random. I think I think my whole career is sort of just just moments in time that I chose to do something and without really thinking too much about it. So I did apply for uni and um, applied for photography and graphic design. And then um, I think about three days before I was supposed to start my course, I saw some prints, like sort of printmaking posters and talked to my sister about it and suddenly decided that maybe that's what I want to do instead. So I arrived at uni and we had this like introduction meeting and I went to a tutor. I was like, so I think I kind of want to change my course. I want to do printmaking instead. Is that still possible? <laughs> so yeah, I changed um, after doing photography at home so much and thought, yeah, I want to be a photographer. I suddenly thought I just want to do printmaking instead. So I did graphic design and printmaking for a year. <laughs> and then um and then I didn't like the graphic design course uh, at that uni loved printmaking but um graphic design was just not for me so I decided to switch uni applied for LCC applied for the printmaking course there and then yeah changed changed uni started again and after two months, they told me the printmaking course wasn't happening. No. <laughs> yeah. I was like, printmaking was my thing. And then um, it was like a whole, again, graphic design department. And we started in two months, this sort of a general group and went through the different pathways. And when it came to sort of choosing and the first sort of talk with the tutors, they were like, yeah, I mean, we saw you. You applied for printmaking, just want to let you know the course is not happening this year. So you have to do something different. Oh, man. <laughs> and then I ended up doing a course called Design, um, Design for, no, what was it called? Design for Interactions and Moving Images. That's it. Okay. Uh, which again, quite a random choice. Nothing I ever thought I would do nothing really anything to do with graphic design anymore which I actually enjoyed um yeah it kind of just went on from there and eventually I ended up in film which is also has nothing to do with what I studied <laughs> how did you so you finished your finished your degree in London what mm. what what was the sort of transition between finishing like the the studying element and then what was your first introduction to like film and stuff 
Um, my first introduction to our department was uh, Punch Drunk, actually, an interactive theatre show. Um, I went there, I went to see the drowned man, walked out and decided that's what I want to do. I want to create spaces for interactive theatre. I want to design and build these environments where people go through and can touch things and sort of are immersed into in a different world. Now that is quite a difficult area to get into. <laughs> I mean there's secret cinema and there's lots of things happening now but back then it wasn't quite well I didn't have the context to it um, but I was lucky enough that my flatmate she's a designer and I helped her throughout uni for like the first music videos when she decided that that's what she wants to jump into. Um, so yeah, so she took me on, gave me my first jobs, had my first credits and short films and advertising as assistant. And somehow it kind of just went on from there, just sort of stayed with film, which is great. Um, yeah, I did with her, I did first feature film and the second and the third, <laughs> actually quite a few. Most of my features I've done with her. Um, um, yeah, she, she kind of put me into the role of standby as well. Decided that's, that that's something I should be good at. She thinks, I would, yeah, I should do. And then, yeah, I ended up staying with it. <laughs> Where is it? Talk to me about sort of the first couple of years that you spent uh, working in film then what was was it quite a steep learning curve um were you able to kind of did you take to it quite quickly were you already putting your own spin on things um talk to me about how how, how you found those first couple of years mm, the first couple of years were tough because you it's it's not an easy industry to get into well from my experience everything is sort of about contacts about knowing people and then have, have the credits, which I didn't have at the beginning, just a few jobs. So I was working on the side, just waitressing, bar work, which then was difficult whenever I got a call. I was like, oh yeah, can you just work tomorrow? I was like, no, I've got a shift. I need to see if someone can fill in. And I couldn't find anyone that could take over my shift. So it wasn't easy to kind of make a living of it. Um, I eventually had to consciously just decide okay I need to get out of doing four days of waitressing a week I kind of I just have to do event work at the weekends and just keep myself free during the week whenever the last minute drops come in to just yeah be available was that quite a tough decision because I I've spoken to people in the past and it's always a bit of a it's a bit of a moment when you decide to right I, I have to fully go after this um and i have to quit the, the day job and all this kind of stuff um to make myself available i mean is, was it was it quite unnerving or did it feel kind of good like how did you find it a bit of both maybe definitely unnerving because still trying to figure out how to pay rent this <laughs> <next laughs> is like yeah i need to i need to earn money i can't just not work and only doing two nights of bar work at the weekend it's just it doesn't really um do very much for for London London rent and living costs so it's it is very unnerving but also I did I did enjoy that decision of consciously okay I'm 
I don't want to actually work in restaurants anymore. I, I did it only for, yeah, to earn, to earn money to support myself, but I didn't actually want to do it. I was ready to give up on that and just start making my career happen. So it was a good, it was a good feeling. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, feels so long ago. <laughs> Were there any, um, so in, in that, like in those first, after you made that decision to go after it full time, were there any like jobs um, that you did, which then enabled you to relax a little bit? Like, for example, did you do a job and, and meet uh, some people that then gave you loads of work or and, and just made you feel a bit more confident in that role? Because I, I think a lot of people when they're starting out, they have that kind of imposter syndrome, which is quite tough because you're trying to become something but you're not quite there yet. Or you might be there, but in your own opinion, maybe you, you don't feel you are because, I don't know, it's just, it's just a, a weird sort of uh, thing people have in their heads sometimes. But were there any single jobs where it just really pushed you forward, like you're, like a, a really good opportunity that you made full use of? Mm, not that I can think of directly. I think being with Francesca, the, the designer, I worked for from the beginning she was just very good just being being with her being her assistant and then eventually like yeah jumping I had shorter jobs from her sort of um commercials which always great because they commercials pay rent <laughs> um but then I don't know if, I think the big thing for me was also um still having feet in the events industry at the beginning. So I was um, through festivals and working, yeah, working at festivals throughout uni, then um, enabled me to build a bit of a network in that area as well. So I when you say jumped... work, working at festivals, uh, what do you mean? Um, just, I mean, my friend and I, we started doing installations for festivals quite early on uh, um, during uni. And then um, met people and kind of went out and did sort of the, the decor for small festivals in Bulgaria or, um, or out, Outlook and, um, and Dimensions in Croatia, did installations for that. And yeah, you kind of just, you just meet people, you make contacts, kind of started off at festivals and then yeah, gave me jobs in between. So I kind of somehow managed between film and events to somehow make a living. I don't know. <laughs> it kind of just worked out somehow, luckily. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then I guess it was a conscious decision again at some point to say goodbye to the event, events industry and fully focus on film which I'm very happy that that happened. Like it's one of those moments where I think back, I was like, I'm so glad I made that decision and stuck with it. I think now that's, yeah, I've never been too keen on, on events as such. That's what, what comes with this, like what creating Google Christmas parties and Facebook summer staff parties. It wasn't, it wasn't really what, I wanted to end up doing in the future no i don't blame you uh like what's what what do you love about working in film so much then 
in, in, what, in the current format that you work in what's what's the reason why you love it so much mm, i love i love that it's um it's a massive um collaboration between so many different departments we have lighting camera art sound costume makeup and they all come from different areas together and make one one film one project happen and you have to yeah everyone is kind of very concerned about their own department but at the same time you have to work together and you have to help each other to actually make it all happen and come together in the end and I think that's what um what I love and that's what I love about standby is being there in the moment when films are being made you see it on the screen and you you realize oh something's something fell off and then you you know you can't I don't know you need you need something you need a tall ladder which usually lighting has and you go to them and say oh can we borrow it can we borrow your ladder because we need to fix that thing and they're like yeah 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 we can, yeah take it and then you go and sort it out and it's it's fun you, you go and set you have if it's a good crew you know you have you have a laugh you have good chats and everyone just works really hard at the same time to yeah make this thing happen whether it's a film or a series or whatever but um yeah that's quite it's quite impressive i think nice um i was thinking one way we could maybe uh um illustrate your your journey um and your your career is maybe picking out uh, a handful of films that you've worked on at different stages of your career uh so i mean i know we we spoke a little bit before this and you put little joe as one of your weird jobs so maybe we do that in the middle but let's let's stick to um chronological order if we start what was the first film you worked on uh yeah the, the first the first film that you did my first ever film, Spaceship. Yeah, talk to us about that. Um, I just watched the was... trailer online. It's, it's pretty wild. <laughs> oh, Spaceship was a great experience. It was, I was assistant on it. And it's actually quite a nice position to be in, to not have that responsibility. And kind of just sort of take it all in and just be there to help wherever. Um, and we were shooting in Farnborough, Guildford, somewhere in that area. So we were staying in hotels and we had an amazing crew. Everyone was very sociable. We got on really well. Um, we had drinks every night. We went to the pub, no matter how late we finished, <laughs> at least a few people kind of came together, had a drink and just um, hung out. So that was very fun. Were there any um, other people on the on the on the film that it was also their first one as well? Oh, I'm sure there was. Um, I mean, it was the first. Uh, yeah, it was actually the well first film or first feature film. Either big, uh, dif yeah. big difference, I guess. It was. It was the designer's first feature film, okay. as well as my first feature film. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there was definitely a few people in the crew that 
then yeah. would have not had that much experience um, how, how valuable is it in terms of getting that experience like yeah working on um those uh, what was the the budget scale and sort of how how important is is it to get it on projects like that you know when you're just first starting out I mean that was a tiny budget I think it was like half a mil maybe if which is <laughs> tiny it sounds like a lot of money but it's nothing um it's one of it definitely is one of those films where everyone kind of just had to do everything and like sort of help each other out and jump um jump in where yeah something's something's missing um but it was yeah it's just oh, it's so long ago now it's quite interesting to think back um eventually all the drops start start blurring a little bit <laughs> yeah i bet i know the feeling yeah <laughs> it does happen yeah um well in the middle let's do uh little joe um uh, you said it, it was a bit of a weird one so do you want to elaborate on that slightly yeah little joe was an australian production not australian austrian austrian production um with mostly a german austrian crew they were shooting already for about four weeks in Austria and then came over to England to do some interior shoots and exteriors. And um, yeah, it was, it was, we were shooting in Liverpool, which was probably one of the, the reasons being away from London was, um, can be a little bit alienating when you don't, don't have your friends around, you kind of rely a bit on the crew to be your support. And um, yeah, I think it was one of the only times where I didn't really gel with the people I worked with so much. Maybe it's because they've already did a month together and then I was sort of one of the new ones coming in. But yeah, it was, it just felt, didn't feel quite home or quite comfortable being on set with them and didn't help the, the director was very difficult to work with yeah she was um yeah she kind of made our life a little little hell oh man um and what what impact does that have on your sort of comfortability creativity all those kind of things if, if you're not if i know it sounds weird but and when you talk about other industries oh you're not having a good time but like it makes a huge difference in in what we do i think that the 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 vibe on set and the people you're working with i think if you it can make or break a project a film or something like i mean what impact did it have on on you 100% it has a huge impact um luckily i was working with a good standby art director who um we kind of made each other's life better and supported each other so that was good and um through her i'm now getting the chance to go to berlin and do a series there so um i think everything even like the negative um negative um parts of the job can turn around and become something positive and unfortunately also whenever it's difficult you learn the most whenever you have the toughest time it's when you actually learn the most about yourself and learn the most about what you can do different in the future um but then just going through that time it's just yeah it's just 
a little bit draining and it's just not it's not what you want right and it's just, it's just you're in the industry and you're doing this job because you you love it and as long if you don't enjoy it then yeah kind of just sucks yeah but um but yeah no I mean that film it, yeah it was just uh learning learning to deal with people <laughs> that definitely is an interesting one and a good good outcome but it does yeah it makes a huge difference if there's people on set that you don't really get along with or that are difficult to work with um especially if they're sort of say the more on the top end um in terms of directors um dops um first ad's the people that sort of run the shoot if that is if it's difficult to work with them it's yeah just yeah. has a huge impact the knock-on effects are pretty drastic they can be yeah mm. uh, I, I, yeah i've experienced that um and then a, one of your most recent ones that you've worked on that's sort of been published uh which was last year the owners um oh yeah talk to us <laughs> you're just remembering all of these films uh, um, <laughs> the owners is not even out yet i have oh, it's no not. idea no uh, okay Although, if you watch the trailer, it yeah. kind of tells you everything you need to know. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, who knows? Whatever, whatever it comes out, we'll see. Yeah. Um, but how much more, like, with, with the credit list you now have, uh, which is pretty extensive, um, how much, and, it, you know, that, that must breed a lot of confidence in you, um, how does that now sort of snowball uh, when you're on set uh, and you've got you've got the experience you've got the sort of you know the, the the credit list as it were and all this kind of stuff like would you say you enjoy your job a lot more now I mean what does it mean experience and, and credit I think um, you learn every every job you do you learn more and generally there's there's so much to learn um definitely the more you work and the more experience you gain things get easier um you kind of just yeah you, you learn to deal with certain situations and I guess confidence is is a big thing that kind of does get yeah it, it, you get more and more confident you kind of just stand your ground and um sort of understand what um yeah that you're doing a good job <laughs> which is quite important yeah, 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 yeah um although i'm probably still my worst critic kind of not um looking at things being very very serious about the job i'm doing and very um critical when i feel like i'm not doing like I'm not up to standards or the standard that I would like to work on. Talking about recent jobs, well, it's not very recent, but uh, <laughs> as only when we started talking, I remember that music video we did. Scraps and it was called, well, what's the song? Was it not like me? Uh, no is it, yeah, is, 
<laughs> no. You're telling me you're not into trap music? <laughs> um, I mean, you know, somewhere deep down, maybe. I just haven't, <laughs> I haven't <laughs> discovered the love for that kind of music. <laughs> <laughs> it was an interesting day. Uh, I, I remember sort of meeting up at around 8am in Hackney. Um, met you for the first time, which is really cool. It was the first time I think I'd AD'd on a job, um, which was pretty wild because we had helicopters, quad bikes, <laughs> dirt bikes, Rolls Royces, a giant mansion in the middle of the country, dancers, models. Um, lots of scraps as entourage, <laughs> lots of weed being smoked, uh, giant ice sculptures. I mean, like how, <laughs> what do you remember about that job? I think I, um, I can probably say that was one of the most random shoots I've ever done. <laughs> I mean, they, they didn't even turn up till what, 2 p.m.? Yes. To be yeah. fair, we didn't really turn up till like 11. <laughs> so no, we, we got there like, <laughs> half 10 maybe their, yeah their, their call was like 11 uh for obviously like styling makeup just a general run through and yeah they didn't get there till like two in the afternoon uh <laughs> yeah. which was great because we had like eight scenes to film or something ridiculous um that was pretty wild yeah it was it was it was fun actually it was one of those sort of random shoots where you just go with it and just because I I just came in really last minute I think and I mm -hmm. we didn't there was no no real prep I was just coming along to make sure to work with what was there and then <laughs> placed it out ice sculpture that someone brought in at some point <laughs> and just yeah, arranged the room a little bit, um, set up a table for all the Domino's pizza, the yes, arrows and the helicopter. <laughs> that was funny. That, that <laughs> shot was actually, I think that's my favourite shot in the whole video because we basically had, the camera was hanging from like a C-stand and we were basically had, we had me on one side and Tom uh, on the other side and we were just walking backwards along this table um, yeah. and then all the guys are just, you know, having fun, having drinks, smoking <laughs> in the house. Like that was the last shot of the day. And yeah. oh, we were so fucked. <laughs> it was exhausting that like, I don't it know. was late. I it was we late. We should have just stayed at the house. <laughs> we should right. have. Someone did. I think yeah. someone did. I remember <laughs> who. So I remember someone was staying over there, but yeah. it, it was pretty fun. Hmm. <laughs> So we've had a had a little chat about a few of your jobs in the past. Um, one of our one of my favourite sections on uh, the Family and Friends podcast is your biggest clanger. Yeah. Uh, so I told you, don't yeah. fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah, uh, some people give me that reply, but uh, that's not an acceptable answer. I'm sorry to tell you. <laughs> So you can. Um, um, so when have things gone really badly wrong? It doesn't have to necessarily have been your fault, but like I said to you, like it's just the like, what the actual fuck moment. Like, um, I don't think that was actually film related. Okay. Um, that moment probably it was for um, when I worked at Outlook and Dimensions, and um, I 
tried to do this recycling project there and sort of built these sort of little sculptures out of water bottles that we collected. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I remember like we put, we dyed the water, we, we filled them with like water and we dyed the water and then so they're like in the sun, they would be all colorful and looking good. And um, quite obvious. I thought <laughs> it was a sculpture and it was not free water. But people, because they were so fucked, oh, no. <laughs> they, started, they started taking the bottles and drinking it. <laughs> I was like, for Christ's sake, they're trying to do something sustainable. As, and um, yeah, people are just too wasted and don't understand what. what going on so did you have to like so, stand next to it all night and just be like please don't drink this i think we took it down eventually because we're like <laughs> it's not it's like <laughs> we can't we can't have people drink paint it's probably the, the least dangerous thing they're going to conceive that evening oh, wow <laughs> i mean Maybe not, but still, we can't. From a festival's point of view, you can't really justify um, allowing that to happen. So I think I'm probably safe to say in the film industry, I can hold up my head and say, I mean, ever, you know, there's always little little mistakes um, you make. Um, it's very high high pressured industry. Everything goes really fast. You just don't have time sometimes to go through things properly so yeah but then as long as it doesn't get into the edit and go on a big screen I don't see it as a, as a big mistake it's fine yeah well this is it um, people can sometimes catastrophize a little bit when when things go wrong especially you know as you said earlier it's lots of different departments all coming together to sort of make something cool you don't want yeah. to be the one to drop the ball so when 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 people do drop the ball a lot of the time they make things worse because they they're not honest with it or they don't try and remedy the situation um they don't ask people for help they kind of internalize it and panic mm. um i mean what's 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 the best way to deal with something when it does go wrong on set um there's no right i guess it's difficult to say how to deal with it because the situations can vary and they'd be so different but um what I'm still working on is trying not to take it to heart as much and sort of learning um and still keep telling myself that we are we are all human and everyone makes makes a mistake it happens and it's okay and um yeah, it's just we are we are put in these situations. Like I said, it's, it's super high pressure. Um, we do what well, on a on a feature low budget feature film. We tend to do like five six scenes a day sometimes. Um, so everything has to go really quick because as soon as you go over, it's a lot of money for production that they don't want to pay. Or like yeah, you can you can't come back the next day because the schedule is so packed. So people tend to expect a lot and, or you, you feel like they extend, they expect a lot and you put yourself under pressure trying to be perfect and trying to just do always do the right thing. But yeah, I don't think 
it's not human to yeah. to not make a mistake and as long as you you stand up to it and there's there's ways like you know we have a script supervisor when you when you when I notice uh yeah something was wrong in that take I go to her or him and be like look this is not quite right can you just make a note for the editor and then there's so many things they can do to add around things and um yeah you know it's all it's all about yeah. like I said it's like working together and just as long as you stand up to when when you did something wrong nothing's really that bad that it can't get solved somehow nice <laughs> um in you said you've 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 done a lot of horror stuff you've just done a rom-com <laughs> what's on your list in terms of what what's what would be like your ideal project to get involved with over the next like two years like is, is there anything I know you probably don't keep a list necessarily but what would be your ideal project to do mm, I think in general period films I love like uh, really? no matter what decades it could be like you know 1800 but also it could be the 60s and the 80s um I love I love that with our department you can time travel a little bit you kind of you deal with um sets that are yeah from a different era and um I just yeah I love I love working on on that rather than contemporary when it's just a little bit like what you see every day um you have the chance to to just see all the all the different eras all the old old props old like I don't know phones from the 90s that re <laughs> remind you of your childhood or um like computers or like yeah just work work with um props that are just from a different time and like walk on a set that makes you feel like you're back in in the 50s or 20s which are amazing times so I love I really love doing doing that and yeah I think the hope is to kind of work be able to work on a project that's just very art department orientated very stylized um where it's not just important that the camera angles are perfect or like the lighting it's, it's always a bit of a thing like camera um tends to be sort of the the king on set where everyone's kind of like not quite as important at least from from everyone else's perspective <laughs> but um yeah to kind of just work on on a film where it's the art department's just one one really big important aspect that would be quite fun awesome nice one um lastly our, our our final section's always kind of advice so for anyone out there maybe looking to sort of follow in, in your footsteps as it were and make a make a beginning in in your area of of production what would your advice be what's the best way to get experience what's the best way to sort of just get out there and start doing it mm, oh, it's a tough tough thing to say like I said unfortunately a lot is really through contacts um I found it really tough in the early early years when I sent out CVs to designers or art directors I didn't know and never heard back from them. I think I can't remember 
single time where I just got a reply and was like, yeah, yeah, come in for an interview. I just had more kind of happen to me that I got recommended and then received a phone call from someone I didn't know. I was like, yeah, this person told me um, you were good. Um, do you want to come in for an interview? And when I asked, yeah, you want to see my CV before? I was like, no, 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 it's fine. It's good enough that that person recommended you. So that's kind of unfortunately my experience um, for how like with the starts in the industry. But what I think is important is to be persistent. Like if you, I've, I received messages from people asking for like, how do you mind meeting up for a drink or um, if, can you help me? Like, do you need a, um, an assistant or something? And um, I sometimes still feel bad because some of them I didn't even reply to. And still sometimes remember, oh, damn, this person, I never actually replied to them. It was like the same what I received, like never received replies from people I messaged. I did exact the same thing. But sometimes when you're on a job, it's just so freaking busy and you, you run around all day. You're either in between pop houses or on the road or on set where you turn off your phone um, and then you're tired afterwards. So you sometimes just literally forget you don't want to but it just yeah doesn't doesn't stick in your mind so when you send one message and just follow it up just be be persistent just try like try to get out there try to try to do it jobs so that you can and be like talk to people make yourself um you really useful make make them remember you and just just get yourself out there it's kind of the main, main main important thing even just festivals things like um anything creative you never know who you meet and what it, what that can lead to Absolutely. yeah awesome nice one Kat well it's been nice catching up with you um that's been really nice yeah for what you're up to the rest of the rest of your day um good question probably uh, go out a little bit because it's sunny here. <laughs> oh, really? Is I've it? got about two and a half days left before starting a new job. So, <laughs> gotta Very take good. it easy and enjoy. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Um, yeah. it's Friday night, apparently. Don't know what that means anymore, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> maybe have a glass of wine, that kind of thing. Lovely stuff. All right. Well, yeah, thanks for uh, joining us on, on Family and Friends. And I'll hopefully see you for maybe a drink in a pub. Oh, um, my God. When is that going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully be before, before you start your next job. Uh, but, yeah, we'll see. I'll have to be quick. Well, thanks for having me. It was fun speaking to you again. Awesome. Nice one. All right. Well, yeah, thanks a lot. And uh, we'll see you soon. See you. That is all we have time for this week on the podcast, guys. But please subscribe to ensure you catch all of our future episodes. You can also follow us on Instagram at Family and Friends. That's F-M-L-Y and Friends, all one word. For news on our new community hub. And please also check out our main page at Family Creative. That's on Instagram. Or our main website, family-creative.com. We'll catch you next time.